Summer Camp and COVID-19, presented by the Sherry Group, LLC. Yes, welcome to the podcast. This is Summer Camp and COVID-19 with the Sherry Group, LLC. I am Drew Demery with my co-host here, David Sherry. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, Drew. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I've had a little bit of time to reflect on our previous episodes, and I'm looking forward to kind of wrapping it up today and, and sharing some of our final thoughts. I think that we've learned a lot, and we can uh, share some of what we've learned. Sound good? It sounds great, and we've had some uh, great guests. We've really been lucky and honored to be able to have some of the conversations with folks, that, and they were so great about sharing their experiences. Absolutely. And I really like that some of them shared common things that, you know, in my mind are kind of the trends that we saw this summer. We saw even camps that maybe didn't operate or partially operated to camps that operated a little bit more. And across the board, I think we saw some of the same themes and lessons learned. Um, So I'm excited to dive into some of that stuff today. Yeah, I am as well. You know, we had, what did we have? We had two overnight camps that operated at, uh, lesser capacity than usual. One overnight camp that decided to run day camp and uh, two overnight camps that did not run in-person camping this summer. Uh, So we had a kind of a nice mix of decisions and those camps all made their own decisions for their own reasons. And that's one of the things that I really took away from it was the leadership of these folks and being able to look at the situation and say, you know what, we can or we do not believe that we can offer a safe program based on the resources that we have in front of us. And they all were able to make decisions that they thought were best for their kids. And that was different depending on which the, you know which camp it was. And that's one of the beautiful things about camping is that it's not a stamped out product, right? Every camp and program is, is different and unique in its own way and how they approach this pandemic this summer was unique just like camping itself yeah it's interesting you talk about the resources that camps had and that being somewhat of a deciding factor as well as i think location one thing that i think about the camping professionals out there is that they are really driven by their values they're driven by people they're not driven entirely by a profit like many um, businesses are they're driven by the impact that they can have on people and their sense of responsibility and caring for others. Um, And then it kind of came down to, okay, we care for our people. We care for this community. What can we do for them? Do we have the resources? Does the state have the resources? Does the ACA have the resources for us to make this happen? Some camps, many camps, they just found themselves in that spot where they just couldn't offer what they wanted to offer. Um, And some camps were like Camp Greenville, they were early on in the process. Uh, you know, Corey talked about helping make some of those decisions, and from day one, they they were right there uh, at the forefront of it all, and that really positioned them well um, to have some of those resources that they needed. I just think that that's that's an important part of the equation here is that we we were all driven by our values, but then what did we have to actually move forward with summer camp this year? And you know, the other thing that I took away from at least this part of the conversation when we were talking to people about why they made the the decision that they made was that there was no wrong decision or right decision. It was what was right for your campers and your campers' 
lots of different uh, creative solutions and thoughts that came out of that. I don't think anybody moved forward with business as usual. Even um, Camp Greenville, who was able to offer a summer camp for 1,500 kids overnight, that's not business as usual for them. They took into account all of the recommendations and moved forward as best they could. And they really got their stakeholders involved as well. Parents wanted a place for their kids to go this summer because a lot of them um, weren't able to end the school year. And then they were looking down the barrel of a summer at home that was gonna be daunting. So I think that getting the parents on board was something that um, the camps that were able to have camp, they made a really um, conscious decision to, to get parents on board, like Hidden Acres. They said that they sent out a lot of information beforehand to get parent feedback and, and to let them know exactly what camp was gonna look like and, and how to best prepare. And I thought that was an interesting thing that they did. Yeah, and, and I was excited to hear how on board the parents were with both Hidden Acres and Camp Greenville, they, um, they both talked about how the parents really came up alongside of them and partnered with them and the new expectations of changes that they were having to put into place, modifications, whatever you want to call it. Parents really embraced that. They were just excited to get their kids to camp and were, of course, interested in making sure that their kids were safe and healthy and sounded like we're, in both cases, were very supportive in both camps. Sounds like they could have even served more kids had they allowed themselves a larger number to go up to, but they, they stuck to the guidelines that were out there. Yeah, they both said that they had wait lists. Um, yeah. People wanted options for their kids this summer, like every summer. One thing that I did like this summer was that, and I guess in, in our industry across the board is kind of the lack of I'm going to say judgment, but that means personal judgment for what you did or didn't do, not necessarily um, judgment, decision-making judgment, but as far as are you making the right decision? You know, that, that kind of a feeling of judging what other people are doing. I saw a little bit of it this summer, but largely in our industry, it was people supporting one another, sharing a lot of ideas and experiences. And I think that that was great how the community continued to come together this summer, especially for like virtual camp options. Kurt and Chris were talking about the Facebook a group that they created with like 8,000 members, which is just dedicated to virtual camping. I thought that was awesome how people came together. Well, that's, that's camping, right? This certainly was a very challenging summer, and I, and I, at least in my career, can't think of any other summer like it, but camping has met adversity several times, whether it's during wartime or recession or and the community tends to come together and be creative. And it's a very resilient, uh, a very resilient group. Yeah, I, I wrote down a couple of buzzwords before our conversation today. And you just, you just commented on, I think all three of them, creative, resilient, and I also had down dedicated. People are so dedicated to serving children through camping. We are such a resilient community. This summer um, was incredibly challenging, difficult for everybody. Um, but through the use of creativity and leaning on one another, we were able to continue to serve children. And I, I think that that speaks volumes to the kind of leadership that um, is in this entire industry. I'm, I'm just blown away by it. You know, one of the uh, other things that I was really excited about was uh, Abby Parker from Camp Foster was the first one to bring this up to us, but talking about the young people that work for us, the, our summer staff, and how 
adaptable they were and great to work with. You know, a lot of times that um, a lot of times that population doesn't necessarily get the best reputation. And Abby shared that she thinks that's unfair. And Ricky Wright, who had a lot of great things to say, he was uh, another great interview, but also shared about summer staff coming together to come up and do projects at camp and how supportive they were of the decisions that were being made. Uh, I think that was a pretty common theme through all of our interviews was really this community of summer staff, college age, high school and college age kids that really kind of wrapped their arms around what was going on and, and helped make summer successful however they could. They love camp. Absolutely. It was them coming together around that common theme of what can we do for the kids this summer more so than any other summer because you have that every summer right you feel like okay we're gonna have this great summer we're gonna work together we're a family we're gonna show these kids a great time and this summer if you hosted camp you really had to put your money where your mouth was or you really had to put boots on the ground and you had to live that mission you actually had to do it you said we have to rally together in order to have a good summer Abby commented on that, like you said, a few times, how impressed she was with her staff getting behind that mission and that message. Um, Ryan mentioned that from Hidden Acres as well as once they had a path forward, once they had a message and, and a mission for this summer, they could rally behind that and they could all get on the same page and say, we're going in this direction together. That seemed to be a big part of their success this summer, I think. Yeah, I would agree. and. You know, one of the things that um, I really took away is that whatever that path was, was probably less important than the fact that they had a path that they chose and they stuck to. Mystic Lake, in talking with Ricky, they decided not to run camp this summer, that it wasn't in the best interest of their campers to do that. Yet, they got on the path of trying to maintain property and do projects and make the camp better for 2021. And again, the summer staff showed up and came up for work projects. And as well as it sounds like you had just a great turnout of volunteers to come and help get things done. And that, that's building community as well. And um, that's really what camping is all about. Absolutely. You get that community to fall in love with you and they, they have great experiences. And then they, they really are part of that camp family for a lifetime. They want to be there. They want to help you. Often you just need to tell them what work needs to be done. You can't leave it too open-ended. You got to say, we need help with facilities this summer. Who's got power tools or experience or wants to learn about power tools? We need some help. We need some people to come out and mow just to make the grounds, you know, not fall into disarray. Um, just that level of specificity, people can rally behind and say, yes, that's the direction. Let's do it. I want to help out camp in this, in this challenging time. So what, uh, what were some of the things as you were listening and were part of these conversations, what were some of the, of the big takeaways that you walked away with? Like, wow, this is something that maybe changes camping for the better moving forward. But I felt like there were a few of those where we were like, you know, as difficult as it is, here's maybe a positive that will probably stick around after the camp. I think it, Really, in my mind, it reiterated this idea of people before position. That's one of my favorite ideas, is, is that the value of people is more important than the value of an organization. 
or the of a position specifically. You're more important than a title. You're you know you're you're not a junior counselor. You're a human being, and you're part of the camp family. And that idea of investing in your people and your community just really shone bright this summer of what can we do for everybody and, and looking at it in a very specific way. What can we do for this community right here this summer under these circumstances? Um, it, it really showed me just the power of investing in people and, um, and that aspect of compassion. That's gonna stick with me for a while is the level of compassion that people showed this summer to their communities. Um, what about you, Dave? I, I agree with that. I just love that people were willing to make difficult decisions because it was the right thing to do. And that, I think, stretches sometimes, stretches people's leadership a little bit, right? It makes us obviously go into an uncomfortable place because you don't necessarily know how that's going to turn out or what that exactly means. But put people first, uh, health and safety first, I just think shows the strength of an organization. I also thought that um, I keep thinking about Abby, and she she brought up that a lot of the cleaning and sanitizing and things that they put into place for their day camp are things that they're going to probably keep continue to do. She talked about the lack of sick staff this summer, that she didn't have staff that were sick. And she credits that largely to the disinfecting they were doing the steps that they were putting in place and that they may keep some or all of those in place moving forward or just keep a healthier camp. Anybody that's ran camp has had a cold or a flu or something that's run through the staff, right? And so um, maybe learning some some of these practices we put in place this summer will help them. Yeah, that week four, week five camp cold that just Oh, it just clings on to your staff and then it's kind of there for the rest of the summer. You're like, ah, oh, darn, how do we, how do we mitigate that? Well, it's just, it's, it's public health, right? It's washing hands and sanitizing. And I'm glad you brought that up because Abby was very much onto something there with saying we got to keep some of these practices around. Also the, the staff had, had the evening kind of to, to do their own thing. You know, that level of downtime to build a little bit of community amongst the staff. I bet that that helped them stay healthy as well is they weren't run totally ragged as I can tell you as a summer staff myself, um, I felt run ragged, you know, by week five, six, you know, you are down in the dumps. It has been a long summer by the middle of July and you still got a few weeks to go, but uh, you got a rally. Um, whereas this summer, maybe they had a little more time to, um, to take care of themselves. Well, and then, uh, you know, we had a, a great conversation about online things or camping out of box, the, the box programs. I think some of that alternative camp programming is probably here to stick around as well. And, and it's a great way to reach a community. Matter of fact, I was sharing the idea of Harry Potter camp with my niece when I saw her this weekend. She was very excited. We're going to watch for that and see if we can, can get her into uh, an online Harry Potter program next summer. I think some of those things are ways that we're able to reach kids and communities that we weren't reaching before that will probably stick around well after this pandemic is gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think about this, the wintertime in Iowa. Gosh, it would be great to have a Harry Potter virtual something over winter break when you can't really go out or maybe it's a, you know, you got the polar vortex settling in on you. You don't want to go build a snowman, but you'd rather be inside with some friends doing some Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, mixing up some potions. 
Oh man, sign me up. I am I am all about that. I'd be an instructor. I would love to do that. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, do we have some hope for the future then? If if we've talked about what we've learned and, and some of the key takeaways from this summer, the, we got 2021 staring us down. Um, you know, we got to do some planning and, and we got to start looking to the future. What do you think that's going to be like, Dave? I have a lot of hope for the future. I really do. I think that uh, every guest that we had on brought with them some kind of hope that just continue to build from week to week. But I believe the future of camping is is strong. I really do. I think that it may look different for a while. Um, and some of the stuff that we just talked about that is different might be might be good. But I really believe that we had some camps this summer that uh, went forward that showed us that we can run camp. And now, you know, Ricky made the point that part of the reason that they made the decision they made was timeline. And now that these camps have a full year to plan and prepare and get to watch how school goes, I, I really think that the opportunity for camp to come back and, and be strong is, is really, really pretty positive. You know, the fact that both camps that we talked to that ran overnight camp had waiting lists in and of itself shows me some hope that this is probably, the, you know, I would assume, I hope, knock on wood, that this is the scariest that this pandemic will be right now because it's new and we're still learning about it and these camps that ran met the numbers that they set out to meet and had kids on waiting lists to get in which means that parents are still willing to send their kids to camp we we now have the entire fall winter and spring to get camps prepared and learn how to do it and learn from those who ran successful programs so i have a lot of hope for the future where are you at I also feel hopeful. I think that if people continue to be proactive, um, that they will continue to see results. I was really impressed by what Corey Harrison had to say about his level of involvement and how that helped them be able to offer some camping experiences this summer. I, I don't think now is the time to sit back and just hope that things get solved for next year. I think it's time to get involved. I think it's time to share what we've learned, share what worked and what didn't work, and keep that yearly calendar going. It's, it's not time to take a break, even if you're the only person working at your camp. Now is the time to learn and to be proactive in what 2021 is going to look like. I was really fortunate, um, or I am really fortunate to be a part of the American Camping Association, as I know you are, Dave, and they are doing what we're doing right now. They're, they're collecting a lot of data and they've got this field guide that they did put out, I think in May, that a lot of camps relied on. And they're just gonna to continue to update that field guide with information that they learned from the summer. And that's gonna be a great resource for people. So now's the time to be proactive and find those resources, connect with other camp directors and, and share your story. Don't sit back, now's the time to look forward. And that gives me a lot of hope is that um, we can move forward um, through a lot of proactive involvement. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I also think now is the time for connection and relationships. And so uh, camp people have always been good at that, but now more than ever, we need to be reaching out to those relationships or developing relationships in camping so that we can learn from each other and listening to podcasts and reading reports, but also just having conversations with folks and uh, learning from each other. 
but also outside of camping. We need to be developing relationships with our schools and health departments and uh, community leaders so that they can all come together and get behind the camping industry. The more people involved and the more relationships, positive relationships we can build, I think the brighter the future looks for camping. Yeah, we saw this summer just how much we actually rely on our state health departments and how, how connected we are with what protocols they put out there. And if we stay connected with them, you know, next year we will be hopefully on the forefronts of their mind. We won't be an afterthought as an industry, but we'll be on the forefronts of their mind and they can say, oh yeah, summer camps, how might this impact them? Or can we call this CEO of this camping organization or something to um, get their input and we can, as an industry, stay more involved with the decision makers in our state. I think that that's going to be um, pretty important for us to do. had a conversation just this morning with a potential client that's looking at purchasing and starting a camp, actually, and it's kind of a scary time to do that, but they've been, been meeting with their city and with uh, different youth-serving organizations in their community, and there's a lot of energy and excitement behind it and a lot of talking about what can we do to come together to make this happen. And, I think that those collaborations are going to become even more important moving forward as well. Yeah, camping's not going away, right? It's it's going to look different. It's not. I don't think it's going away. We're not going to say no more summer camp. Adios. Um, we're going to say, okay, what's summer camp going to look like this summer, and prepare for that. 2020 is going to have some long-lasting effects, and some of those can be positive right? Like the sanitizing and things that Abby mentioned, but there's also going to be some hesitation for parents to send their kids back to camp as we saw this summer. Um, I think that those impacts are going to stay with us for a few years, but camp's, camp's not ending. It's just going to change for a little bit um, and maybe change for the better. Um, we'll see where it goes. I think a lot of camps are feeling that right now is, okay, what might next summer look like? How can we prepare for next summer? but they do think that there will be a next summer. And that gives me some hope. All right. And it might be plan A, it might be plan B, or, you know, as far down the alphabet as you need to go, but camping, camping will get through this. I think the resiliency is uh, something that we saw this summer. And I was just very, really motivated after talking to the guests that we had, but although they all came from such different uh, decisions in different areas, they, they all, brought something different to the conversation and, and we just need to continue having those conversations and camp's going to come out of this as strong as ever maybe even stronger than ever yeah yeah it's that idea of community i i really loved that ricky brought that up of it would be easy to feel isolated some days i feel isolated and i'm not even a camp director i'm just a human being and i feel isolated at home you know i think we're all kind of experiencing some of that isolation and leaning on your community talking with other camp directors, talking with other parents, or remembering that there is a community out there that's feeling what you're feeling. He said that that really, um, that helped him in some of those dark days. Did you feel that as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I heard him saying that. You know, Ricky and I, uh, he's a friend and we'd had conversations kind of over the summer several times and it was good for me. You know, it's, it's easy in these times when we're all kind of the Zoom meeting and stuff like that. It's easy to to have that loneliness set in. Camp people are are social people. It's just it's good and healthy to reach out and have those those relationships right now. 
Absolutely. Well, I'm thankful for your relationship, Dave. I really appreciate your friendship. This has been a tough year and, and you've certainly gotten me through some of those moments. So I appreciate well, it. That goes both ways. You've been a good friend as well. And I'd like to just, I'd like to wrap up by saying thank you to all of our guests. Obviously we can't do this without them and uh, they're on our thoughts and minds as they plan for 2021 and, and then our listeners giving us the time to listen and hopefully you took something away from it and if there's anything that I can do or I'm sure the same is with Drew or Mark any of us with the Sherry group we would love to love to be helpful any way we can yeah we're here for you guys we haven't really done any plugs for the Sherry group we've just said that this is presented by us the Sherry group but really if you need anything um, we are always happy to start a conversation offer some input and and see where it can go um, we want to see camping succeed um, so reach out to us, the Sherry Group LLC. We've got a brand new website coming at you very soon. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And sometimes just a phone call, you know, if you just want to call and have somebody to vent to, we're, we're happy to do that as well. We appreciate the time. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dave. This has been a fun podcast series. I know that we will um, continue the conversation, maybe even put out another podcast or a whole video series. Um, we want to connect with people. Once again, thank you, David. David Sherry, I'm Drew Demery. This is the Sherry Group, um, and we'll see you next time. This has been Summer Camp and COVID-19, presented by the Sherry Group, LLC. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.